Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And uh, Daryl, I'm uh, I'm gonna talk like I'm gonna talk like this, and um, I'm gonna please don't. And what I do, Daryl, when we're when we're talking about the things that we're gonna talk about today, we're talking about the um the things that are being talked about on the Infamous Podcast. Are are you? Channeling your inner John Campia. <laughs> well, I did that, and like it was kind of John Campia slash Obama. Um, yeah, I thought there was an Obama in there. So, too, so. I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I don't have that natural base that like a half white guy has. So, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. So we are going to be with a quick episode tonight because. There's not like, I don't know. There's really nothing I'm super excited about. I think, Daryl, we need to, I need to suck it up and we need to go see Violent Night. Oh, Violent Night. And, yeah, and, and talk about it next week. Because we haven't done a good old fashioned movie review in a while. Yeah, because there just hasn't really been right. much. We should and... try and find time that we both go to. That'll be fun. Yeah. Together. We can hold hands again. You talk like that. I can't broadcast. I, I can't quit you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh my gosh. All right. So uh this is episode 364, DC Studios dropping bodies. Oh, I got a G in there. I gotta take that G out and put a little apostrophe. Dropping bodies. Um I, I I like my subtitle, so I'm gonna read it because I don't normally read the subtitles. But Jimmy G and Savvy Saffron aren't or yeah aren't i should say ain't messing around but i can't do that aren't messing around <laughs> and it's and it's not the jimmy g that's out for the season for san francisco he might come back yeah probably apparently the pettiness of the rams paid off wow the Just only wow. player in history before last night um we're gonna talk about football for a second the only player in history before last night to come off the bench down 13 points or more and win do you know who that was was it Tom Brady? It was Baker Mayfield in his rookie season realize. with the Browns. He's done it twice. They found his niche. Just leave him on the bench until they're losing and like, yo, go win the game. And chitter. Yeah. Right? Let's do it. He, he had three days with the playbook. <laughs> Did you see that game winning pass, though? No, I'm gonna have to go it back was, and see the highlights like, of this. It was beautiful. I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan. Like, I mean, I, like, you know, he could come in and sit down and be like, "Hey, what's up? I'm Baker Mayfield." I'm like, "Get out of my house." Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was impress. It was an impressive pass. Anyway, back to the show. Uh, meanwhile, back at the show, how are you today? Do you feel 45? I do not actually. You, you certainly look at a minimum 93. Okay. <laughs> it just, it all cracked on on day one of 45. It's like, what happened? You looked so young yesterday. Okay. You, you seriously have some issues, but we already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're both, we're both middle-aged men at this point. Like, you know. Yeah. But, I, but I always tell people, it's how you feel. And right? I, I definitely don't. I, although I need to work on my flexibility, mobility, and I'm really hitting that now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but once I get that down, I'm going to be like a 25-year-old again. Sure. Sounds like a plan. Um, yeah, no, things are good. Did you have a good birthday? Yeah. got. I've uh, been playing God of War. I haven't actually played it that much. I only played it a couple hours the last few days. Is this days, the new one? Yes, Ragnarok. Okay. 
Ragnarok. Ragnarok. You know, Asgard isn't a place. It's their people. It's a people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Okay, Drax. <laughs> How dare you? I can jump very oh, high. <laughs> um, yeah, my birthday was good. Thanks for asking, and for you know for telling me happy birthday on my on my birthday. That was that made well, me I feel did. that made me feel good. I did. The, I, I, a day I later, sent it out into the world, and then I said, "Oh well, he was probably not paying attention because he was doing his Red River Gorge hiking." So I sent it to you, and it just happened to get caught up in the ether and didn't get to you until the next day. Were you like Michael Scott, and you just yelled, "I declare bankruptcy," and you're like, "I declare happy birthday." Yeah, I, was, I, I had my you know my fingers on my temples like Professor X and everything. Yeah, so, yes, it. Yeah, I need to work on that a little bit. Cool. Anyway, yeah, no, the Red River Gorge was amazing. We found this awesome barbecue place. Shout out to Thatcher's Barbecue. It was delicious. If you guys are ever in Slayton, Kentucky, uh, I highly recommend checking it out. And we did the Natural Sky Bridge, which was really cool. I've never been to that part of the the gorge before. So, yeah, good times. All right. You ready to talk uh, DC Studios again? (sighs) Let's make DC great again. All right. Let's hope. We're hoping so. L M D C G A. I like it. L M D C G A. Um. All right. So last week we talked. Hold on, let me go back to last week's show notes real quick. Last week we talked about the plan that they have and how um <clears throat> there seems there there seemed to be maybe some miscommunication with one Dwayne. The cow pie Johnson about who was really in charge. Right? There just yeah. seemed to, the, 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 you know, his rootin' tootin', candy ass, jabroni, whatever, douchebagginess, um, has been in full force all week <laughs> since then. Uh, so we're gonna talk about Black Adam first, and then we'll get into like, the actual DC studio stuff. So deadline wrote the puffiest of puff pieces ever, right? Ever. Um, (laughs) titled Dwayne Johnson, DC pick black Adam to profit. Here's how, and this is by Anthony Delisandrio, who is a editorial director slash box office editor. Um, what's up, dude, you're wrong. Uh, do you think he reached around and gave the rock a handy while writing this? This is the thing. Uh, the I first mean, right? line or not the first line, but where is it at? Uh, oh yes. The first paragraph where it mentions deadline film finance sources, meaning people who do this for a living and those close to the film. Okay. We have learned over the past several years that just because someone does something for a living doesn't mean they're going to be right. Doesn't mean they're going to be honest and well, fair. So don't go with the these people do this for a living. They're they're experts, and I'm doing this in air, air quotes. quotes. Well, they're film. They're matter. quote unquote deadline film finance sources. Also in air quotes. I mean, could very well be the homeless guy living outside of Deadline's office in in Los Angeles. 
That is very true. So, you know, that that's if they would have said, you know, uh, Bill Samuelson from Ernst and Young has has plotted out how this is going to happen. Um, there would be that. But so they're saying in 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 the Calpi is saying that the oh, I didn't realize New Line was the other part of this. Oh, yeah, this is fucked for them. All right. So <laughs> Uh, that it's going to net between 52 and 72 million. And they're saying that like, so right now they're saying the global gross is 390 million. And that was as of the other day. Um, and I'm not going to nitpick. They're at 385, right? So they're $5 million away. I'm not going to round up to that. Cause I rounded up to 385 from it's 384, 9, Um, but it's at 385. And and so what's going to happen here is every million dollars is going to count. Um, mm-hmm. So they're talking about the $195 million production cost. Well, domestically, it's only made $165 million, of which they only get half. So it has not even made back its production cost domestically. Uh, this movie had a massive, massive marketing campaign. Um and it also had a ton of toys that are just warming the shelves and pegs. So, yes. you know, the international box office at the moment is 219. Now, um, as this article so succinctly points out, that this movie is not available in China nor Russia at the moment. Russia for obvious reasons. reasons. Um, but they say here, China has sidelined several U.S. blockbuster titles in the wake of COVID. Um, no. They keep sidelining these movies because there's nothing Chinese people like more than American movies. Look at what happens with the Transformers movies. And the Look US, at what happens to the Fast and Furious movies. Right. In the U.S., they have been a diminishing return for years. Absolutely. Um, yes. Transformers more so than Fast and Furious. This last Fast yeah. and Furious yeah. and Hobbs and Shaw has killed the franchise. Um, but with, with the Transformers, I mean, they still did okay here for a minute and then they just fell off a cliff yet they're making 500 million dollars in china so those are those those are so no this is a this is this is an ingenuous inauthentic disingenuous Disingenuous. thank you that's the word i was looking for uh this is a disingenuous argument it has nothing to do with COVID. what this has to deal with is they keep sidelining these blockbuster movies like lightyear and black panther and some other things this because of one of two things, LGBTQ content, which they do not allow their people to see, which Russia is not going to show any of that anymore because they just passed a law making it illegal, which is like ridiculous. Like, come on, Russia, I give it the times. Um, and in the case of Black Adam, and, you know, this is an unfortunate thing about it. So there's too many black people in this movie for China that they can't cover them up. <laughs> Look at the Black Panther poster, the first one. I was about to, oh, okay. I was about to say, ask John Boyega about that one. Well, yeah, John Boyega, too. They made him teeny tiny. God, talk about a catalog of missed opportunities with Finn. So many. So many. So Finn many. was Finn was going to be my favorite character in Star Wars when at the end of the first episode, it re- uh, you know, whatever, the first movie, it revealed that he was a, a secret Jedi. Because there's nothing people want more than to see an actual secret Jedi. Absolutely. So anyway, all right, so back to this. So um, all this stuff is in the show notes, right? But there's this handy-dandy Black Adams P&L chart that's in here. 
And I just kind of want to go through this a little bit. So um, it has the global box office. One, so 165, that's right. Um, 225, that's incorrect. It's 219, you're $6 million off. So already they're lying to us, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, China, NA. So I think it's really, again, disingenuous that they're just calling China out for not doing the movie. So global, they have it 390, which again, we know they lied because it's 384. Um, Theater revenues, domestic rentals, 83. International rentals, 101. Um, So this is where I get confused by it because if they're talking theater rentals revenue, that seems to make sense because that 83 is about half of 165. Yeah, I was looking. So, at, I was thinking that. So here's the thing, though. That's minus eighty three, because you have to take eighty three away, right? Because they, they, they yeah. the 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 studio does not get all of that one sixty five. Yeah. So when they're doing the add up costs, as far as so they're taking the eighty three and the 101 away from the 195 which is right. the production budget right not counting the advertising budget which was what i think they said 80 to 100 it was yeah i th- i think we we are 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 being generous if we say 100 to be honest mm-hmm. yeah. um and like uh, it's when they say 80 to 100 it means it's probably 100 to 180 <laughs> yeah so um you know, so they're so right here, like they this is where they lose it, right? So this is where that that you know, they they think that okay, well, this is this is what's happening because yeah. <laughs> All right, so now now they're 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 looking into the future, okay? They're they're looking into the future. This guy is prognosticating home entertainment and TV revenue. Domestic home entertainment and streaming, $86 million. It's on Warner Brothers. It's on Hobo Max. Warner Brothers is paying themselves $86 million. Doesn't count. Yeah. I Take it out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> International home entertainment, $27 million. If it only made $219 million overseas... It's not going to make another $27 million. Everybody who wanted to see it is going to see it. All right. I don't, yeah. The one thing I don't know is about internationally is, well, again, there's a lot of pirating thanks to China. But (laughs) how vociferous are international audiences for purchasing, you know, DVDs or rentals? Right. Or, yeah, or digital, like versus the US. So, uh, domestic free TV, seventeen million. Again, it's going to end up on TBS, TNT, Warner Brothers owned. Right. So this isn't going on Disney Plus. It's not going on Netflix. It's not going on Stars. You know, it's 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 not going on. It's not going on USA. It's going to be on Warner Brothers. So again, let's take that with a with a you know pinch of salt. Domestic pay TV. So this is video on demand. $36 million. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Seriously. Everybody everybody who wants to watch this movie who hasn't seen it yet is waiting for it to show up on HBO Max, I think, in the next week, right? Um, I think that's what I read. Maybe two weeks. Um, 
So yeah, international TV, $40 million. Let's cut that in half and say 20 and be nice. So they're saying with all of the theatrical revenue and the home entertainment and everything, 390. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That I'm sorry. That includes the 165 and the 225. So the theaters are paying them $83 million on top of the 160 that it made. According My, to this chart. Yeah. So this is the thing, because I mean we've been really hashing this out here. Mm -hmm. When you have to make an article like this to prove a point of something's going to make money that 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 is code for yes this movie might not make the money back two if you're going to do a chart like this where you're doing projections you have to have in parentheses projected costs you you look at any type of chart when they're doing business it they will have somewhere projections you mm -hmm. know i i see it all the time be, and, and again, when you're talking about disingenuous, that this is the disingenuous chart because mm -hmm. it's it's trying to use hard numbers when there is no way there's one, regardless of if they're right or wrong, there's no way they can know these are the hard numbers. And two, not pointing that out is disingenuous. Right. So, yeah. So so they're saying that with all of this, it's going to make 390 and then they go down into costs. So production costs. um, 195 global PNA 100 participation residuals global home entertainment cost 43 now they say up here in the article that the rock made 20 million up front right which I'm right. guessing that's production costs uh, I like I don't they don't see it doesn't say anything where the stars salaries are coming out of this um, he's got there's a 40 percent profit pool. Um, with the director, the producers, and Johnson, who is the largest participant of that with more than 10%. So if the movie comes out of the net, um, he's um, he's going to make, uh, I think it was, what did it say, like $52 million. So again, that comes out of the back end, the profit. So if it makes $52 million and he's paid another $32 million, and then all those other people still have there's there's four people listed. They each get about ten percent, I guess. Um, you know, maybe maybe someone gets eight, maybe you know someone gets six, whatever. Um, or maybe there's five, whatever. But still, like, there's no way, there's no fucking way this movie is making money considering it's it's so far. It's got to make it's like a hundred and twenty million under right now. Based on everything, yeah, right. this is this is the biggest bulk of fake news bullshit I've ever fucking seen in my life. And I know I don't normally cuss this much on the show, or I haven't lately, but dude, fuck this guy, fuck The Rock. <laughs> this is ridiculous gaslighting nonsense. This movie was a bomb. You said it was fun, right? Mm -hmm. Would you see it again? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll watch it again. Would you buy yeah. it? Yeah, I already bought it. Oh, you bought it? Because I didn't go to, the, yeah, I didn't go to the movies to see bought it. it. What is wrong with you? Anyway, yeah, I gotta find a new co-host again. All right. Um. <laughs> anyway, I'm teasing you. Um, but yeah, so I mean, this is just ridiculous, right? This is this is utter nonsense. This is just more lying, more just more crap that they're they're trying to push down people's throats because they love Dwayne Johnson. And they want him to be successful. And you know what? I want Dwayne to eat too. 
Like his cheat days, that's a lot of calories. I'm sure it cost a lot of money, but <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I, again, I, this is, this not necessarily has to do with Dwayne, the rock, but this is something we're, we're seeing more and more over the last few years where the, you have these articles trying to convince us that this movie is going to do this and that and the other. And it, this is actually more, well, it's a sort of an outlier in the sense of it's not beating on the drum of as much, as much as a Black Panther or as much as some of the other movies right. we've seen about the, the, the you know, the checkboxing. It don't make, don't get me wrong. It does, but not nest, not nearly as bad as movies that we, movies from the MCU. Let's right. just put it that way. It's just tiresome. Right. Like I said, I like the movie. I enjoyed it. Don't try to convince me that it's not this article is not needed no. like i said when you have when you write an article like this is telling me that this it's it's damage control right that's that's what it is to me i again like, and this is somebody who enjoyed the movie who i will absolutely watch it again mm-hmm. so i did i didn't this article is unnecessary and it's yep. disingenuous in yep, several absolutely. key aspects it's just ridiculous uh and real quick black panther wakanda for never is at 738 million uh globally which is 339 worldwide and or international sorry and uh 389 339 worldwide 389 domestic um and it's been stuck in the the 380s now for a little over a week <laughs> yeah and that's a movie that i will wait for it's on the plus to see yeah i have no desire to spend money on that yep none whatsoever well i mean you are spending money because of uh you you own the plus but it's for hulu mm, oh okay yeah i'm actually spending less with the combo the triple combo than i was with hulu interesting so. and you have the uh, um what's it called um the uh, the, the commercial free. free yeah yep so i was like dude i'd be dumb not to take this deal <laughs> yeah Cool. So, All right, let's let's move on because we've been we've been talking about this for for quite a while yeah, here. A little uh, long. Well, I mean, it's fun to talk about. I mean, like bashing the rock. I mean, like we should make a podcast just called "Fucked Wayne." Yeah, yeah. I, I would not partake in that. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I, I'm not huge in bashing people, even people that deserve it. I mean, so. we can we can go through and look at all his old matches and be like, look, he did the same four moves. It he he was he was all about the presentation, so. which he was at the time second to none, or except maybe Stone Cold. I mean, he time. was second to Stone Cold, easy. Yeah, like not even close. Anyway, uh, I disagree with that. Okay, so anyway. I uh, I pulled up our Wonder Woman three story from Variety. Which and, one? Okay, um, Variety. Oh yeah, Wonder Woman eighty four sequel on ice, potential Man of Steel two in jeopardy as Warner Brothers considers major DC reboot. And in the um, bottom right corner, there's a video playing of Viola Davis and Jennifer Lawrence interviewing each other, talking about how she was the first ever female action star, which, you know, whatever. She's retarded. I'm not going to go any more into it. We, it's not It's not needed. She yeah. backtracked, but it, yeah. Still, I mean, yeah, she backtracked, but like someone had to tell her to backtrack because she doesn't yeah. realize society existed before 2012. Well, um, a lot of people don't, evidently. Truth. Apparently. Um. All right, so this is interesting. Um, 
this is a this is from from um, Variety on December seventh, and we have some other stuff from uh, from the Hollywood Reporter, and then there's something from the Wrap that is the uh, the exclusive. So we'll we'll get to that. But uh, it says here, could DC be hitting the reboot button? A sequel to the 2020s Wonder Woman 1984 from director Patty Jenkins is not moving forward at Warner Brothers as new DC DC studio chefs, <laughs> chiefs, uh, great googly moogly, James Gunn and Peter Safran prepare to unveil their strategy next week. So if you're listening to this on Sunday, we mean this week. Um for the future of DC adaptations to Warner Brothers Discovery, CEO David the Hatchet Man Zasloff. David the Hatchet Man Zasloff. I <laughs> like it. I'm giving everybody oh. nicknames now. <laughs> I mean, he cut he cut to the bone. He's like, Batgirl, gone. Snyderverse, gone. Anyway. Um, so this is uh this is definitely an end for the Snyderverse. Yeah, it seems like it pretty I'm much. okay with that. I am. I mean, like, I'm not the biggest fan of the Snyderverse. So um yeah. so it looks like uh the definitive end will be the premiere of Aquaman of the Lost Kingdom. So which I kind of heard. Yeah. But they're already talking about cutting about like that. Ben Affleck's Batman out of there. So this I'm you know, I'm I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a prognostication. This may not make it to the theaters in December twenty twenty three. It may end up streaming before that or dumped in uh the middle of October. Are you talking about Aquaman? Yeah. Uh, they may just be like, you know what? We're just going to release it. We're going to cut our losses. <laughs> Go see it. Maybe. Whatever. Have fun. Yeah. Fuck see, it. So I, I, yeah. I am absolutely one of these that, uh, that, that it was, especially after seeing the 15 hour cut of Justice League, mm-hmm. was very interested to see what <laughs> Snyder would have cut. Yeah. What Snyder was going to do. But with that being said, if you can get a more coherent overall story right. arc just like we talked about before if if superman and lois has to be a sacrifice to get a just a strong consistent and well done story right in the dceu or i think are they dc DCU now or DC Studios? It's just DC Studios. Yeah, DC Studios. Okay. If they can, if they need to do that, then fine. Because again, this is not someone who I I look at and say this guy or these guys cannot. I don't trust them in bringing in it's solid entertainment. James Gunn has done a great job, not just for Marvel and the the Guardians and the other stuff he's done, like with Suicide Squad, but just in general, his movies just have this very good quality. And again, I know he's not going to be behind the camera and doing the writing on all these movies, but as far as a vision goes, as long as he is okay with not having some of his quirky guardians humor and everything. Right. And he, he wants it to be, I I don't know what they want it to be. The point is I, I, I sort of trust James Gunn to be able to do what I just said as far as creating him and Saffron, creating a, a strong, powerful, coherent universe mm-hmm. at, you know, at the, the uh, you know, and like I said, the Snyderverse and 
the CW verse, which ninety mm-hmm. percent of it is needs it's good riddance. Yeah, but just that those are going to be the sacrificial lands, and if that has to be, that has to be, and I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah. So okay, so back here because you know I agree a hundred percent with everything you just said. So there's no reason to to dwell on it. It says you're according to a studio insider. So again, maybe the garbage man. So let's take this with a grain of salt. After Jenkins mm-hmm. submitted a treatment for the third Wonder Woman, she was informed by studio leadership that it did not mesh with Gunn and Saffron's emerging plans for the DC universe. And the studio would not make the project. Curiously, on Monday, Wonder Woman star Gal Gadot posted on social media that she was so grateful for the uh, opportunity to play such an incredible, iconic character, and that she can't wait to share her next chapter with you, sparking widespread speculation as to what the next chapter would be. Um, Warner Brothers has declined to uh, comment. Representatives from Jenkins did not respond to Variety as of press time. Um, So just kind of digging into that, we're going to hop over to this thing from The Wrap, and it says that Patty walked off the project. Um, in an exchange with studio chief Mike DeLuca, the Wonder Woman 84 filmmaker sent him a dictionary with the definition of character arc. I think someone should send Patty um, maybe a how to write a good sequel and maybe write a, just a post-it note like, hey, call Zack Snyder to help you write at least the first two-thirds of the movie. So this is this is just petty bullshit, right? I'm sorry, because what? No, because the sequel Wonder Woman 84 was hot garbage. Oh, that's that's mean. How dare you talk about hot garbage that way? (laughs) Yeah. And you said, like you said, it's petty. And again, I know we're taking some of this. I'm just going to say if any of this is true, that that is so this, hey, the rap article, the, the rap article is naming people. Yeah. The variety yeah. article is not. So, so what I'm saying is deadline. Mm-hmm. I'm putting a uh, qualifier in, in, you know, in italics, if all of this is true. And so this is what I'm going to do instead of saying this is what happened. If all of this is true, that is absolutely a petty ass move to say to do something like that. Yeah. And, and that is a spoiled brat move. Yeah, because it says here... Um, According to one insider, again, grain of salt, Jenkins refused to let DeLuca and Abby know that they were wrong and that they didn't understand her. They didn't understand the character. They didn't understand character arcs and didn't understand what Jenkins was trying to do. And uh, to underscore the point, according to the first insider, Jenkins sent in, also sent an email to DeLuca that ended with a link to the Wikipedia definition of character arc. She's a brat. She did this on Thor The Dark World, which mm-hmm. then turned Natalie Portman into a malcontent, which already had the the notorious, I don't want to be her Christopher Eccleston in the movie. Um, I, you know, I, I was kind of excited two years ago when they announced she was doing rogue squadron. I'm glad she's not doing that now either. I believe I remember reading that. Um, I think that they should put wonder woman in the hands of an actual filmmaker who is completely mapped out a two to three movie arc. 
We don't need yeah. nine Wonder Woman movies. We don't need nine Superman movies. We don't need nine Batman no, we movies. Don't. Right? Like they 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 unfortunately they have to follow follow the Marvel the Marvel setup for all of this. They need to start with a Superman movie. And within that movie, make it very clear this is a universe that exists, right? Mm-hmm. And then introduce Batman. Or Wonder Woman if you want. Whatever you want to do. Because apparently the Batman is not going anywhere. But it's not gonna ta- that's not gonna be the cornerstone of the DC Studios universe. You know, I am looking at her IMDB and the fact that she gets so much. Oh yeah, Rogue Rogue Squadron was pulled. Yeah. Okay, good. She gets accolades because she won the Oscar for Monster, which is basically her first movie, and which is, I think, a self insert. Apparently, now looking at this, the way she acts. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh. But I mean, if you look at it, you know, she's did two episodes of The Killing, did two episodes Mm -hmm. of Entourage, an episode of Arrested Development, uh, an episode of this show called Betrayal. He did a. The mm-hmm. TV movie called Exposed. That is all she's done mm-hmm. before Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Why does she get these accolades when, yes, you had you had a home run again? I've never seen Monster. She's the I first don't... woman that ever directed an action film. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna refer everybody to a, a slice of gold from the '90s. It's called Point Break. It was directed by the great Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow, yeah. So, any, any, so we were going to talk about this other topic, and I'm just going to bring it up for a second. When Daryl and I grew up back in our day, fuck you. Um, <laughs> everyone talks about like, oh, diversity, 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 diverse, diverse. Dude, we grew up with The Fresh Prince, Family Matters, um, The Cosby Show, A Different World. Um, two, two, seven. What I'm, I'm missing a bunch. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I mean that's tons. just off the top of my head. Five, five of the biggest shows on TV at any given time from 1986 to 2001. Yeah. And I all mean, people want to do is point at Seinfeld and friends and be like, it's not diverse because they didn't have any black friends. Well, why did they have to only have black friends? Yeah. They had to, they had, you know. Whatever, you know, I mean, this, it's just ridiculous, right? Um, so this is, this is the problem. You have Patty Jenkins running around like she invented a genre. She's running around telling people they don't under, understand a character that she herself did not create and that she herself turned into a rapist in the second movie. Yeah. It, it, for made zero, absolutely zero sense. To, to, to stick it to the men. Way to go. Yeah. Way to go, Pat. Yeah, it's funny when you mentioned Catherine Bigelow, and I just went to her IMDb. Point Break, Strange Days, mm-hmm. K-19, The Widowmaker, mm-hmm. Hurt Locker, mm-hmm. Zero Dark Thirty. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot she did that movie Detroit from a few years ago. Yep, too. Strange Days, the most underrated most movie from days. the 90s. The Love most underrated Street. movie from the 90s, hands yeah. down. Angela Bassett at her Ooh, Angela Bassett. Still to this day. Now, Angela Bassett at her finest was Stella, how Stella got her groove back. Oh, yes. We can't. Like, Yeah, I mean, we just named two movies 
just off the top of our head. We had we had Kathleen Turner Overdrive in um, the Mad Max movie. Like, you know, like all of these people forget all of this stuff happened and it was great. Yes. Like we didn't we 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 weren't worried about that. And anyone who's like, oh, I didn't see myself on the screen. So I don't see myself in static, yet static is one of my favorite characters of all time. Yeah, I don't see myself in Batman. I'm not ever going to be a, a, a billionaire with a split personality disorder that thinks he's a bat. Yeah, it's it's about relating to the character, some aspect of right. the character. It doesn't mean you're one for one with. If you're one for one with the character, that's right. probably a problem. And if you're writing a character that you're one for one with, mm-hmm. that's also a problem. Unless you're doing a, a bio biopic biopic, but right. yeah, I, I'm. It's just, again, just write good stories, just write compelling characters, and stop acting like everything started in 20, 2010. Yep. 20, 2008, when Iron Man first came out. This is the first movie ever. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's so... This is ridiculous. Okay, so getting back into this, um, I'm going to go over to the Hollywood Reporter. I'm just jumping around here. The uh, Wonder Woman not moving forward. DC movies hits turning point. Um, this is a this is a Hollywood Reporter exclusive. This is a little better written article. Um, call it DC Rebirth or DC Genesis. Maybe call it Identity Crisis or Flashpoint. These titles of past DC comic event series aptly describe the state of Warner Bros. DC movies, which are on the cusp of a new era, but not before a potentially messy transition period. Which is the most honest sentence we've read about any of this stuff um because yeah. this is going to be messy here's the thing if they if they're canceling things cancel it all i've said this before cancel anything that's in production just you know write it take a write down on it um and i will add you know, this take your time yes um, take your time so we've got a Flash movie coming out that is so steeped in the Spider-Verse it's not even funny. And the unfortunate <laughs> thing with it is it's got um, serial cult member and assaulter Ezra Miller in there. And he has got, like, they've kept him under wraps. I think he might be in the in the water tower with the Animaniacs on the <laughs> Warner Brothers lot right now just so they can keep him under control. Like, Dot is probably like, ain't you handsome? Um, and, uh, I can't do a John Lennon impression, but you know, Jacko is, or Wacko is like, uh, you know, let's go outside and do something. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, anyway, but it says here, uh, it's talking, it's breaking it down, right? It's Warner's inside Warner insiders caution that no plans have been finalized and the flash remains an unlocked picture. Um, an unlocked picture means it's it's you know it, it's not done, um, you know it's it's still it's not it hasn't been you know cut wrap. Um, it says here the Cavill situation is a little more thorny as the actor made a cameo in Black Adam, the DC centric movie released in October. Uh, the Monday after the movie opened, Cavill posted a video on Instagram where he announced, "I wanted to make it official. I'm back as Superman." Um, at the time, he was not incorrect. Warner Brothers was indeed developing a sequel to 2013's Man of Steel and actively meeting with writers. Andy Machete, who directed Flash, even expressed interest in sitting behind the camera for something that would have brought a tone similar to the hopeful heroic colors of the 1978 movies directed by Richard Donner. 
considered a benchmark in comic book movies. Again, this is great. They're referring to something before 2012. Thank you, uh, Hollywood Reporter. Um, in fact, the current leadership team at Warner Brothers, Michael DeLuca and Pamela Addy, um, Abdi, sorry, uh, did desire one more go around of the Snyderverse heroes, possibly even having another Justice League movie with those actors. Why? Um, uh, but before Gunn and Saffron began format formulating their new and still in flux plan, uh, or that was before, sorry. Um, also unlikely is a sequel to Black Adam, despite the hype surrounding the movie of launching a new corner of DC. Um, a lot of it led by Sarge Dwayne Johnson. The movie has only grossed $385 million. Thank you for being correct, Hollywood Reporter. Uh, worldwide, and insiders the studio say the movie, which costs more than $190 million to, to produce, two sources pegged the actual cost at $230 million, not including marketing. Thank you, Hollywood Reporter. Uh, we'll be lucky to break even, even considering action, ancillary revenue. Um, even if the movie does... Uh, eke out a minimal profit. Any follow-ups inherent raising any follow-ups inherent raising costs dim the prospect of a sequel. Um, okay, so it, it's <laughs> this is the interesting part. So Momoa, he, Jason Momoa, right? It says Momoa, meanwhile, can emerge as a pivotal figure in the new plans, according to several sources. In one scenario, the actor would wrap up his days as the underwater hero Arthur Curry with Lost City due out December 25, 2023, uh, which will be the final movie released that was made by the previous regime. But it does not spell the end for the actor's involvement with DC. Sources say the actor would lead another movie or franchise. The character of Lobo, the foul-mouthed, cigar-chomping intergalactic bounty hunter, has been mentioned in connection with Momoa. Because Momoa is the human version of Lobo. <laughs> he absolutely like, is. You, like, 100%. All right, I'll say this. I'm not a huge Jason Momoa fan. If you want to kick off the new DC Studios like slate of DC movies, and you want to start with Jason Moa, Momoa as Lobo, I could give it be convinced to be on board with that. Yes, and it wouldn't take a lot of convincing. Here's the thing: keep keep Cavill, keep Gale, keep Zachary Levi. They can be those characters. Just do them right. Yeah. Yeah, it, you don't have to. This is the thing I I hope they don't do because I, I just love these actors that are in these roles. Right. And I actually, you know, I like Momoa as Aquaman, but I think I would love him as Lobo. Right. Uh, you don't need to start from scratch in that respect. If you want to kind of do a retcon in mm -hmm. the sense, I mean, comics have been doing this for decades. Right. They kind of have to sometimes, but retcon what the Snyderverse and what even post Snyderverse, if you want to retcon a lot of that or most of that, I am absolutely fine. It's just, again, as long as it makes sense, as long as it's done in a way that clears stuff up, that clears the air and you mm -hmm. can look at it and say, okay, I see where they're going with this. Mm -hmm. Let's get on board. Yep. 100%. So, um, yeah, I, I just think, I think at the end of the day, um, Dwayne Johnson has definitely has a box office draw, right? But it's not the box office draw that everybody thought it was. He's good at coming into already existing things with a fan base and revitalizing interest, right? 
Yeah. Right. Fast Four was awful. Fast and Furious Four was 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 really bad. Not as bad as Fast and Furious Nine, but it was still really bad. He comes into Fast Five, and yeah, he was really good as as Hobbs that first time out, and then we got Hobbs Overload for the rest of the you know eternity. But, <laughs> um, you know, but but the 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 thing we're looking at here is like they have actors that can play the parts, but we're we're giving DC a pass that we did not give Marvel here. Right, we are saying this actor is synonymous with this role, mm-hmm. and that's not true. The character is much bigger than any actor, and like, you know, just because we like Henry Cavill, he's not the only Superman, and he's not the only Superman I would be excited to see. No, you're right in that. What I'm, what I like, my purpose of saying that is he is perfect for the role. Like, just like look. Chris Evans loved Evans as Captain America. Mm-hmm. He was perfect for he he did a, such a good job for that role. That does not mean he's the only person that can play. So yeah, I'm not saying it in that regard. Right. There were there were there would probably be a couple actors where I would need to get on board with. And and again, there there's a lot of good actors out there. Right, a lot of good actors. So I don't want to diminish that. Uh, what I'm saying is you have a good core group of actors to play these characters now if they don't match up with where you're trying to go i understand you know tweaking here or there getting someone else right i'm just saying like if i think that if you even if you are doing a redcon but you're using some of these key actors it's going Mm -hmm. to be easier to sell to the audience not that if yeah, if five years down the road, I don't know how long it's going to take to kind of get these started. Say it's five years and they bring somebody else to Superman and Wonder Woman and Batman and all that stuff. That is plenty of time to get get the taste of what we had for these past seven, eight years out. Right. And if you're bringing in someone else to kind of ramp it up to in the sense of get people like us excited for it. So they're, because they're starting over in the sense... I would rather them keep these actors because I do really like these sure. actors as the characters, but there is absolutely, you're absolutely right. There is a, is a direction they can take where they can be just as successful starting, totally starting from scratch with totally new actors. Right. Right. That, that, that's just, you know, I, I did want to point that out because I, I don't want to be a hypocrite about this. I, you know, mm-hmm. I do think uh, Chadwick should have been recast for, for this movie. Or they should have waited to do the movie. Um, you know, you can recast Black Adam and, and have Common play him. Um, you know, you can have, uh, I mean, David John Washington's not, John David Washington's not doing anything. He can be John Stewart, <laughs> you know? I mean, fine. Just make him the, another great black superhero. Like, that's awesome. Please. You know, at the end of the day, I want them to be respectful of the characters. I don't I don't need them to be note perfect like Robin Robert Downey Jr was as uh mm-hmm. as Iron Man or as Momoa would be for Lobo or even as as Cavill could have been with a better Superman script. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um but yeah, at, at the end of the day I'm excited about DC. I mean, I'm always excited about DC. Um, cause I like it better than Marvel, but, um, I do think it's weird that they're not going to touch the Battenson movie. Yeah. I, and, and 
again, if if they come out with a good strong plan and good reasoning why, I, I'm on board. Because again, I'm one of those people. I I can separate if they did an Elseworlds, even though a lot that the problem is not me and not you. It's other people that the casual mm-hmm. fans who are excited when they see the trailer and you know don't right. look at a you know what's going on behind the scenes and all that stuff and don't have the backstory of comics and right. you know Elseworlds and all these different things. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a that can that could be kind of a gamble, but yeah. again, I'm I'm going to trust Gunn and Saffron will be able to hammer out some type of a coherent vision for what they want to do moving forward, and they will be able to bake in the Batman and the Joker if they want to, or they might just right keep it to the side as kind of like I said an Elseworlds thing. But mm-hmm. ultimately, I'm just saying I have a little I have some faith in these guys. Sure. To, yeah, Do I mean, right. like, James Gunn is not without, you know, issue, right? I mean, he's 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 problematic for a bunch of different reasons, but that doesn't mean he's not a great director. His best right. days don't seem to be behind him. Psycho, <coughs> what TV? Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, used up all his creativity on Jojo Rabbit. If you haven't seen that movie. I don't and, know what you're waiting what we for. we do in the shadows was, was pretty good. I'm just saying, but like that was, that was past. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, now that was like, much yeah, better. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, anyway, where was I? Oh, uh, so yeah, here's the thing at, at the, at the end of the day, DC is going to be in great shape with James Gunn as the, you know, as the guy. Um, and I think with Peter Safran as, as the money man is, is a pretty good thing too. So are we, are we in for some growing pains? Absolutely. Is it worth it? Yes. Were we going to talk for a half an hour? Yes. Are we almost at an hour? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would so. say it's like you told me with uh, you know, the AEW fight forever game. Yeah. Yeah. I've been saying they haven't going to, you know, given us a, a release date. And this yeah. was like months ago. Right. And you're, and, and again, I'm more into games than you, but you said something that I can wholeheartedly agree with. So many games are released and they were a hot mess. Mm -hmm. They had, they, you need their bugs, their crashes, their stuff that's not in the game that should be in the game. Mm -hmm. You had these day one, 20, 30 gig patches. Mm -hmm. And like you said, with the AEW game, just, you know, I don't care. Just come out, let, let them tweak it enough where it's almost perfect when it comes out. But, you know, paraphrase not necessarily perfect but you know what i mean and this is the same thing there's no rush to do this right you don't need to get a movie out in 2024 or 2025 just make sure you have your ducks in a row and let's not go the way of the disney star wars and just and again with james gunn i know this is not going to happen i just wanted to dig put a dig at the disney star wars trilogy buckle i mean we should though at every chance we get (laughs) yeah now that's something I like ripping on because it, yeah. it's it you know it gets out some of my frustration every time I think about the last Jedi and what came after. Yes, sir. All right, cool. Well, on that note, we've ranted and raved like lunatics long enough. Um, the lunatic fringe. Uh, why do you have to quote WEBN? Nope. Why? That was the original. Uh, John Moxley. No, it was WEBN long before it was John Moxley. Oh, I know that, but I'm saying. Well, I get yeah, what you're saying. I'm, 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 I'm quoting it. I get it. Oh, 
Second row. <laughs> Second row in Dayton. Dead center of the ring. Bring, bring, bring your Kevlar. Ramp. My Kevlar? Nan Wiley. Nan Wiley's not mayor anymore. <laughs> it's okay. Um, Is that anyway. right state though, right? Yeah, right state, wrong university. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or I guess, actually, let me rephrase that because I learned something the other day. Right state, wrong college. That's right. Anyway. It's Wright State College, <laughs> not Wright State University. Oh, well, dude. Just putting that out there. Is um, it the Wright State College now? No. No, <laughs> they're, not, they're not that douchey. So, um, did the Sugnuts make it to the playoffs? Yeah, they're uh, playing Georgia in the oh, God, I hope in, Georgia, in Atlanta. I hope Georgia kicks the crap out of them. So, anyway. Uh, cool. All right. Thank you for listening. Um, we we're gonna talk about trying to figure out seeing um, seeing violent, violent night. night. Yeah. So, um, and on that note, we will see you guys later. Bye. See you. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Infamous Podcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamous podcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.